We are, we are in week three of our series, Resurrection. Um, this series is really designed about this whole, this, this whole season of Easter. Because Easter is, is so important to us because of what it offers for us. It offers us the resurrection power that is at work inside of us. And if you're looking for a subheading for this message, it's step back. Step back. Turn to the person next to you and say, step back. Great. You know, it's, uh, it's great having our, um, having our friends from South Africa here. Great country, South Africa. I went to watch the Chiefs play a team from South Africa on Saturday called the Lions. It was okay. It was an okay game. Well, it was good. Well done. Good. good. But it's Resurrection Sunday. In fact, I'm originally been in Hamilton now 15 years, but we were from Auckland. And so my other team, the Blues, is still, are still in the Blues, and they lost last night. And then if you're a rugby league fan... And if you're a Warriors fan, come on, hard, hard, the long-suffering Warriors fans, yep, it's enough. It hasn't been a good season. It hasn't been a good weekend. But you know what? It's Resurrection Sunday. The great news. It's good news. Jesus is alive. Come on. That's all I need, and that's what I'm clinging on to. I'm clinging on to that. So the title of my message is Setback. Last year, uh, my youngest son, Te Pare, uh, Te Pare, he's, uh, he's 11 years old. In fact, he's the only one staying at home with us this weekend because all our kids, all the older kids, are gone, are gone to camp. So it's great. We're having steak for dinner. We're, <laughs> we're having ice cream for lunch, ice cream for dinner, you know, ice cream for breakfast. It's awesome. And so anyway, my, my youngest son, Tepari, he's about 11. He's 11, years, he's 11 years old. But last year, uh, he was trialing for a rugby rep team. He was, he was trialing for the, for, the, for the Panthers, and they were a 56 kg um, rep team. And so he was doing really well. In fact, in fact, the, um, the, the, uh, the, the head coach said that he was actually tracking really well, and he, and he looked like he was going to make the team if he keeps, keep it up at, at his trial matches. And so it was the last day. It was Monday. And I was at home. I was waiting for Tapati to get home from school. And I think, man, Tapati, he's unusually late. He's normally here, but, but he's not. I wonder where he's at. And, and then, I, then I, I get a phone call, and it's a phone call that every parent dreads. And the phone call starts like this. Don't be worried, right? Don't be worried. If you start a conversation with don't be worried, you know it's not good news, right? Don't be worried, but your son, Tepare, was in an accident, right? He, he was coming home on a scooter and he got into an accident. He ended up overnight in hospital. In fact, the doctor will say that he will be out of action for six weeks. And I was like, well, is, is it a slight possibility he can make it on the field next week? <laughs> you know, I was, no, 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 no. He's out for six weeks. And, and so he had to pull out of the, the rep trials, and, and, he didn't, and he didn't go on to play for the Panthers. I mean, what do you do when life throws a curveball at you? What do you do? It's easy to take a step back. It's easy to quit. It's easy to give up. I mean, you, you've worked really hard to be where you are, but something unexpected has happened that causes you to step back. I mean, have you ever been to a place where throwing in the towel seems like the only option? Have you ever, ever felt like that wherever you are? If it seems like, you know what, I think the only option I have is to throw the towel in. 
You know, have you ever been to a place, maybe you might be in a place in your marriage and you're feeling like the only option I have is to throw the towel in. Or maybe you're, you're in a place in your career and you feel like the only option you have is to throw the towel in. Or maybe there's a, there's a friendship you have and it's not going well. And it's, maybe you feel like the only option you have is to throw the towel in or in a relationship to throw the towel in. Or maybe you're in a ministry and it's getting as hard, it's not easy, and you're feeling like, maybe God hasn't called me. Maybe God hasn't called me to this ministry. Maybe it's time for me to throw the towel in. Or maybe you're at a place where you feel like it's time to throw the talent on God. But this is Resurrection Sunday. This is Resurrection Sunday. If you've had a setback, don't take a step back. Because it's time for a comeback. Come on. Because that's what Jesus did on the cross. And if you're feeling like your hope is gone, if you're feeling like that you're, you're in a trial right now, if you're feeling like you're taking a step back, you're not alone. Did you know that Jesus' disciples weren't at the cross? In fact, most of them weren't even there at the cross when Jesus was crucified. There was only one, and his name was John, one disciple. And he was hiding in the crowd there. They weren't there. And the reason why they weren't there is because their hope was being crucified. Their hope died on a cross. Their faith died with Jesus on that, on that cross. They felt like they had no hope. They felt like they were without hope. Have you been there before? Have you ever felt like your hope has died? Have you ever felt like everything that you, that you live for has died? Have you been there before? Because the disciples know exactly how you feel. In fact, on Friday, Jesus was crucified. But three days later, Jesus rose again. He made his comeback on Sunday. So early Sunday morning, it's early Sunday morning, while it was still dark, the girls, they're on their way to the tomb because on Friday when, when Jesus was crucified, when they took his body off the cross, the men, they, they, they buried Jesus quickly. And all, all ladies know when, when the men do something, it's never done so well. So the women are coming to, to fix up their, mis, their, their, their mess. So the, so the girls... The girls are heading to the tomb, and they're carrying spices to the tomb. They were the very first Spice Girls, right? Very first Spice Girls. I mean, they knew what they want, what they really, really want. There was nothing scary about them. There's nothing posh about them. There's nothing sporty about them. And I doubt they were even ginger. Do you need Spice Girl fan? I don't, I, don't, I don't realize there were so many Spice Girl fans in, in the crowd this morning. <laughs> was it just me? No, 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 I'm not. And so the girls, the Spice Girls, they arrive at the tomb, and the tomb is empty. Jesus is not there. And there's an angel, and the angel tells them that Jesus is alive. And so where did Jesus go? Where, where, where was he? Where did he go? He, he, he was... They didn't see him, but he was gone. But when we read Scripture, the Scripture tells us where Jesus went. So if you've got your Bibles, why don't you turn with me to Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24, verse 13 to 33. tells us where Jesus went. Resurrection Sunday, it's the same day. Resurrection, Jesus is not at the tomb. He's gone. He got up. He's, he's gone. He's not there. And, and Luke tells us where he went. So Luke chapter 24 Verse 13, it says, Now that same day, 
Two of them were, were, were going to a village called Emmaus. Everybody say Emmaus. About seven miles from Jerusalem, they were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself, so here we come, this Jesus, he was at the tomb, and he's not at the tomb anymore, now he's with them. Jesus himself came and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. Isn't it interesting? Here's Jesus, he's chasing them down. He's chasing these two guys down. He's in pursuit. He's pursuing these two guys. Do you know why? It's because they're heading in the wrong direction. Now, aren't you so glad that when you're heading in the wrong direction, God pursues you? God doesn't give up on you. He doesn't let, uh, leave any stone unturned. God's love for you is, is, is so reckless that he will break through doors for you, that he will send the sun to die on a cross for you. Jesus loves you so much that he will never leave you nor forsake you, and he pursues you. He pursues you. In fact, when we read Scripture, um, Scripture tells us that God is the one who always does the pursuing. God is always the one who's always does the looking. You know, the, 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 the looking for the lost sheep, the lost coin. It was on the story of the prodigal son, it was the father that was looking. That was looking. That was looking out for his son. It was the father that kept pursuing. You know the difference between religion and Christianity is? To see, religion is man's pursuit for God. Christianity is God's pursuit for man. Verse 17 he asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? So he catches up with them. He goes, hey, boys, boys, hey, where are you guys going? What are you guys talking about? And they're walking, they're walking, and then they just stop, and their heads are downcast because their, their heart is broken, because their hope is dead. They hung their hope on a cross, and they killed their hope. So here are these, these men without hope, and they're returning home to Emmaus, they're returning to what is familiar. Is that what we do when we lose hope? Is that what we do when we lose hope? We return to what is familiar. We return back to what we're used to. We return back to our old ways. We take a step back because it's comfortable. We take a step back because it's easy. We take a step back to a bottle because it hides our misery. So here they were. They were taking a step back because they had no hope. They had lost hope. They're on their way to Emmaus. They're on their way back to a place where they are comfortable, a place to what, where they were used to, a place to where they were before they met Jesus. I wonder where you go when you, when you lose hope. I wonder where you go before you found Jesus. They were heading home. They lost hope. They had no hope. But hope turns up, and they didn't even realize it. Because it's interesting. We don't see it when we're in it. We don't see Jesus when we're in our suffering. We don't see Jesus when we're in it. But hope turns up. Hope turns up. Verse 18, one of them named Cleopas asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And Jesus says, What things? Like Jesus, he says, what things? He didn't ask because he didn't know what was happening. He asked because they were asking the wrong question. In fact, we ask the wrong questions, don't we? When we find ourselves in a tough time. God, where were you when I needed you the most? God, where were you when my mom was sick? God, where were you when I lost everything? God, where were you? Don't we ask the wrong question when we find ourselves in a place of hopelessness? Verse 19, what things, he asked, 
About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests, our rulers, handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. We had hoped, we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day. It is, it's Resurrection Sunday. It is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They are pretty amazing, the Spice Girls. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Come on, boys. Come on, his testimony. You've just heard a testimony. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but they did not see Jesus. You know, this was their, you ever had an Eeyore moment? The tomb is empty. Jesus is gone. Oh, wow. Let's head off to Emmaus. <laughs> Have you ever had an Eeyore moment? Oh, wow. There's no poo. <laughs> Come on, Eeyore. The thing that amazes me, the thing that amazes me when, when you read this narrative is that leading up to Jesus' death, Jesus is telling his followers, he's telling them, you know what, I'm going to Jerusalem and I'm going to die. And G Peter's like, no, you're not. You're not I'll, I'm going I'm to give my life for you. And what does Jesus say to Peter? Get behind me, Satan. Je like Jesus is like, how many times do I have to try to tell you guys what I'm doing? And, and they don't even believe him. And in fact, he even starts using figurative statements. You know, this temple will be destroyed, but in three days, speaking of himself, will be rebuilt. And they still don't get it. So here they are. It's the third day. It's the third day. I don't know. If Jesus told you that he was going to rise again on the third day, his body's not at the tomb. In fact, when the ladies say to, him that, say to you that the angel told him that he's alive, I don't know. Wouldn't you want to stick around? Wouldn't you want to wait till the end of Sunday? I don't know. Aren't you just a little bit curious? I mean, it's the third day. I don't know. What are you thinking? What are you doing walking off to Emmaus? Wouldn't you want to hang around? Wouldn't you want to get another night's stay, at least till Monday, to see what happens? Wouldn't you want to do that? And I wonder, I wonder how many people have given up just before their, bake, their breakthrough came. I wonder how many people have given up just before their breakthrough came. I wonder how many breakthroughs we have missed because we quit way too early. How many times have we given up when our breakthrough was around the corner, when our healing was around the corner? How many times have we given up way too early? See, years ago when we were living in Auckland, uh, we used to go to Eden Park to watch the Blues play, right? And, and the Blues are pretty good back in those days. But I remember they were down by 10 points. They were, it was 10 minutes to go. People were leaving the stadium. People were walking out. I'm like, where are you going? There's still 10 minutes left on the clock. I know we're down by 10 points, but come on. Come on, where's your faith? Right? Where's your faith? Keep the faith. They're walking out. I don't know. Maybe they had the blues. They're walking out. They were down by 10 points. You know, the blues may have had a setback, but they didn't take a step back because it was time 
for their comeback. And they went on. They scored two tries with a conversion, and they won the game. The people who left early, they missed the comeback. They missed it. How many times have we missed the comeback? Because we gave up way too early. You may feel like that you're in a battle and it's weighing you down, but don't give up. Don't throw the towel in. You may have had a setback. Don't take a step back because it's time for your comeback. Come on. So you got to understand, when Jesus was crucified and he was in the tomb, it was Sunday morning. There was no one at the, at the tomb. There was no Christians at the tomb waiting for Jesus to come out. There was no band ready. They didn't have their, 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 their cymbals. Okay, let's get the trumpets ready. He's, he's going he's to come out of the tomb. So he's ready. Let's celebrate. You know, there was no party streamers. There was no, there was no fireworks. There was nothing there. Nobody was there. How often did we give up too early? Jesus gets up while it was still dark. He makes his bed, folds his linen. And then he rolls his own stone away. And he freaks out the guards who are standing out there. And they take off. They're gone. But Jesus made his comeback. Jesus made his comeback. Verse 25, he said to them, How foolish you are and how slow to believe. Come on. How slow to believe are we sometimes? How foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things then enter His glory? And we don't get that, right? Because when we think about entering glory, we think about glory as being nice. We think about candy floss and unicorns dancing on the rainbow. But entering glory sometimes doesn't look like that. It looks more like misery. It looks more like failure. It looks more like a loss. It looks more like a setback. It looks more like a cross. You know, when I go through the hardest moments of my life, sometimes I want a Jesus who says to the storm, wouldn't be quiet. But I fail to recognize the strength that suffering produces. See, even while Jesus was on the cross suffering, He was still thinking about the well-being of His mother. While on the cross, He says to John, the only disciple there, He says, Son, here is your mother. Then Jesus would say to the Father, speaking of the people who, were, who had just crucified Him, He said, Father, forgive them. You got to understand that I'm not thinking about anybody's well-being while I'm in pain. See, the question is not, is what's happening to me fear? That's not the question. But the question is, is what's happening to me accomplishing something for God? See, the apostle Paul, he was in prison. And while being in prison, it may have seemed like he was in a, he was in a setback season. But while he was in prison, he did more to advance the gospel than when he was out. In fact, he would write many of the books in the New Testament from prison. They would chain a guard to him every single day. Paul would say, you can chain a guard to me. You can chain a guard to me every single day. But you know what? You've given me a captive audience. I'm going to be talking about Jesus every single day. You give me a new guard, I'm going to be talking about Jesus. Come on. I may have a setback, but I'm not taking a step back because it's time for a comeback. 
I thank God for my hardships. I thank God for my pain. I thank God for who I am today. But I could never step into glory without first going through suffering. So if you've had a setback, don't take a step back because it's time for your comeback. Verse 27. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said and all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued, continued as if he was going farther. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went and he stayed with them. See, this is the application. Here's the application. You know, when you read Scripture, we ask the wrong questions when we read Scripture, don't we? We'll, we look at Scripture and go, what am I reading? Where am I reading? What? But this, we ask, God, what is it you want me? What, what is it that you want, to, want me to apply to my life? You know, the Word of God is life-giving. It's life-giving. The Word of God is the answer, but you've got to search. You've got to pull the gems out of there. God, what do you want to apply in my life? And this is the application. See, Emmaus, Emmaus is a step back. Emmaus is a place where we go to give up. It's a place where we return to what is familiar, to where we feel, where we feel safe. It's a place we go to quit because it's easy to quit. It's easy to walk away. It's easy to walk away from a marriage than to fight for one. It's easy to give up on a relationship then work through some issues. It's easier to give up on a ministry than to stand. It's easier to give up on a career. It's easier to give up on a dream. See, what does your step back look like? What does your Emmaus look like? What do you return to? What are you discussing with yourself on your way to Emmaus? Who am I? I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not strong enough. Maybe maybe it's not me. What are you discussing with yourself? You gotta understand you will never reach your breakthrough if you stay in Emmaus. Yes, I know you're there because of shame. Yes, I know you're there because of failure. Yes, I know you're there because of guilt. Yes, I know you've suffered too long, but there is a Savior for you. Because He took your shame. He took your humiliation. He took your brokenness. But He didn't give up on you. When everybody else gave up on Him. Verse 30. When He was at the table with them, He took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then the eyes were open and they recognized him. And he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened scripture to us? They got up at once and they returned to Jerusalem. See, this was their turning point. This was their turning point to their comeback. See, when Jesus broke the bread with them, because that's what happened to his body on the cross, because he knows what you're going through. He knows that you've been broken. See, their turning point is when they recognize that in their sorrow, in their brokenness, when they thought their hope was lost, that Jesus was with them 
all along. See, I'm here to tell you that you are not alone. Your turning point is when you realize that He was with you all along. See, we don't see Him while we're in it. But it's always after the fact when we look back, when we look back at our hardest trials in our life, when we look back when we thought we were alone, when we look back when we thought we lost everything, it's when we look back and we see Jesus with us all along. I thank God for my hardship. I thank God for my brokenness. I thank God for my pain because it's who He made me to be today. And it's because of what I've been through, I can stand. Come on, there are people in this room who know what a trial is like, who have been through some things and they're still standing. They're still standing. They're still standing. That's what James said in James chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Did you hear that? The testing of your faith produces perseverance. You know why? Because you know, faith doesn't make it easy. Having fa- Faith doesn't make it easy. I've got faith, but it's not going to be easy. But faith makes it possible to stand. Makes it possible to stand. I'm still standing. All hell is breaking loose all around me. See, even if hell freezes, freezes over, I'm going to stand on the ice and fight. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep moving forward. If, I, you know, if you've had a setback, don't take a step back because it's time for your comeback. See, tragedy will come. Trials will come. But I'm not going to let it overcome me. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to be fighting for my marriage. I'm going to be fighting for my children. I'm going to be fighting for my future. I'm not going to take a step back. I've been in Emmaus too long. Devil, you thought you had me running to Emmaus? But it's time for my comeback. Because the resurrection power is at work in my life. If you've had a setback, don't take a step back. Because it's time for your comeback. You know, uh, I started talking about my son, Te Pare. You know, Te Pare, he missed out on his dream of making this rep team, right? See, Te Pare may have had a, had a setback, but he didn't make, take a step back because later on in that year, there was another rep team, but it was for the under 46 kg rep team. Te Pare worked really, really hard. He got his weight down. In fact, every day he would weigh himself and make sure he was within their weight. And even... You know, he went on and he made that rep team. He made the Southern Reds. He made the rep team. But it was still a fight to stay in the team because every, because every, every rep game they had, they had to weigh themselves. So he had to, every day he'd be weighing himself before every game, making sure, making sure, making sure. Come on. If you ever had a setback, don't take a step back because it's time for your comeback.